Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs covers all things Chiefs and uh, probably enjoying a, a nice division win from last night. Chris, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I don't know about enjoying really after watching that game uh, and some of the calls that were made during that game, but uh, like having the W, I will say that. Yeah, so so just let's start with that, the, the calls, especially that roughing the passer car, which you saw the thing with Tom Brady on Sunday and then Derek Carr last night. Uh, like, just walk us through that, and what, what did you make of what, what all went on in that call and how it was so egregious that everybody couldn't even believe it? You know, I read the pool report afterwards, and the ref came out and said that based on the way the rule was written, they don't have a choice but to call it because they are considered QBs and they have special protection until the play is basically over in that instance. So it doesn't matter that Jones had the ball. I understand the rule. I understand the letter of the rule and what they're trying to do and protect QBs, and I understand why. What I don't understand is what is the player supposed to do in that regard? How is the defensive player supposed to sack a quarterback uh, in that situation because there's no way to stop physics. Chris Jones had the ball in his hand and tried to hold himself off with the other hand uh, and made a heck of a play, and it almost cost Kansas City a chance at winning that game because uh, at that point, everything was going the Raiders' direction, and I think it really pissed the team off. Now, of, of course, uh, there's been more focus on protecting the quarterback here over the past couple of weeks, and sometimes you'll see an adjustment in the middle of the season where refs get a message to pay attention more so to certain things. And it was uh, a terrible injury and everything that happened with Tua. And we've seen the result of that in the past couple of weeks. And that's why we're starting to see some that we don't think should be called, but they're starting to, to get called. And that's the only thing that the refs have to fall back on is it's part of the rule. And, and that's why it's such a misunderstanding with it. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think that the big thing that I'm taking away from it is, is that the rule either needs to change or needs to become reviewable because you can't be putting defensive players in a position where they have to not even touch the quarterback as they're going to the ground. I, you, know, you watch that play, and then you watch Patrick Mahomes get swung to the ground later on in the game, and nothing's called. And it was not exactly the Tom Brady situation, but it was very similar where the player was flinging him to the ground, and, and there's a question of whether or not that should have been a penalty. I'm not saying it should have. My simple point is is that if you're going to protect the QB, you also need to give the opportunity of the defense being able to uh, be effective, and the only way to do that is to make those calls reviewable. Yeah, something I, I saw somebody, I can't remember, I wish I could give credit for but on Twitter last night, and they had a, I don't know if it's a direct point, but kind of an interesting point. They're like, you know, the, you know, the NFL says, oh, you know, you can't be flinging quarterbacks around like that. That's a penalty. But if the quarterback stands up and doesn't act like he knows where he's at, you got to get him back in the game as soon as possible, you know, with the whole Tua situation, which is kind of the ironic thing about it because it seems like they want player safeties for the quarterbacks, but when they actually end up getting hurt, they're like, no, you got to you got to find a way to get back out there as soon as possible because people are watching you too. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to chuckle about the Tua situation. That is definitely something that you don't want to see happen. You don't want player you don't want to see players taking themselves into they're going into that situation and putting themselves out there that could end up injuring themselves much worse uh, than what they were before. And I think that's what really happened with Tua. And I understand why the NFL is trying to make QB safe. I mean, they want scoring, they want that 
type of thing. But if you're going to be in that situation and you're going to put these the players at such a disadvantage, there needs to be some kind of remediation that can be done uh, in the moment. And if you look at it, I mean, I understand people don't like instant replay, but here's the reality of it. You don't have enough instant replays in most games that it really slows down the game enough. Uh, so to my, in my opinion, this is a situation where if it's that egregious and the team wants to challenge it, they should have the opportunity to challenge something like that. It's not going to be something that's going to greatly affect the uh, time that the games are taking. How are you feeling about the Chiefs right now and where they stand? They got through the game against the Raiders last night. Next up, it's a powerful matchup, Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I think you have to feel pretty good about, about being 4-1. and one. I thought Kansas City really, honestly, at this point, should probably be 5-0. and oh. They just laid an egg against the Colts. Um, you, you look at this game against the Bills, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch because both teams can score. The question is, is what defense is going to show up? Kansas City has an opportunity to maybe get one of their best young players back on their team with, you know, McDuffie maybe coming back from my hour this week. We'll see if they activate him. If he's able to play, I think that really is going to help them. Uh, but this is a team that they played the Bills for multiple years in a row now. The, these teams know each other. Uh, it's going to be something that they played twice last year because they played in the playoffs as well. Um, there's going to be a lot of fireworks, and it's going to be a very fun game to watch on Sunday. Speaking with Chris Clark of the Locked On Chiefs here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Odline. Uh, you know, th- one thing, Chris, that uh, you know people look at with the Chiefs, obviously sitting at four and one, which which is great, but that it's like that, that Colts game was such a which is such a question mark, and it seems like they've been playing a lot better uh, since that point. And then last night, of course, being down as many scores as they were to come back, just kind of what does this show about the team where, you know, when they get down, especially uh, at home against a division rival, that they're able to storm back? What's been the key to that success of being able to to storm back the way that they have? I think you have to just call for what it is, and I think it's Patrick Mahomes. I think this team – goes as far as he's going to be able to take them. And uh, luckily for Kansas City, that is uh, quite a long ways and maybe even to, you know, the Super Bowl again this year or, you know, in the, in the future coming years. I think that what he has shown so far in his career is phenomenal, his ability his ability to come from behind and uh, hit, make the right plays at the right times and put his, position, put his team in a position to win at all times uh, is, almost unprecedented in the NFL. I know there are some very good QBs that have done it game in and game out and have done it for careers. Uh, Mahomes is definitely going to be up there with the way his career is going right now. Chiefs made some upgrades at linebacker, and they've been dealing with uh, the loss of Willie Gay for a few games, and he won't be back until this game after Buffalo. But what's been the impact on the, the linebacking core and that defense in the last few games that he's missed? You know, I think what you really see is you see a guy in Nick Bolden that's coming into his own. I think that if he doesn't make a Pro Bowl this year, I think he will in the next couple. I think he's showing that he's a phenomenal player. He reads defense or he reads offenses very well. He gets the team lined up. He's the one calling the shots in the middle of the defense, and he doesn't come off the field. And I think the thing that impresses me the most about him is when he came out, you thought that maybe his speed would really keep him from being as successful as he has been. But he shows that his instincts are making up for a little bit of a lack of foot speed in that regard. And then you start looking at, you know, they have a rookie in Chanel who I think has played well at times. He's going to continue to make a couple of mistakes and maybe not hit the holes you want him to or be able to shed blockers like you want him to. But 
they need to, to get him in the game. They need to get him involved. Uh, so I think that's encouraging. And then you see last night in a situation with Darius Ferris where they sent him on a blitz and he gets home and gets a big sack uh, that caused the Raiders to have to you know, attempt a long field goal. And at that situation, I think you have a linebacker core that you feel pretty good about. And that's even without Willie Gay, who, like you said, is one of those you know, very good linebackers. That's, and he's a guy that can cover sideline and sideline, and he's the defense maker on the defense. So them getting him back after the Bills game, uh, obviously you wish that they could have him for the Bills game, but getting him back after the Bills game is going to be a big thing for their defense going forward. Chris, looking at the division, I know we're only about five games into the season, but of course the, the Chiefs are leading the way at 4-1. and one. Then you have the Chargers at 3-2. and two. They've kind of been a little bit off and on. Then Denver has kind of been the disappointment so far this year. They're two or three, and then the Raiders, a team you just beat one and four. Just what do you make of this division? Because a lot of people are saying how it truly looked like it's up in the air, but you've had some struggles in the early going for some of these teams too. Yeah, I think what you look at with the Chargers is they're really, I mean, it looks like they're one game back, but they're really one and a half games back because they lost to Kansas City. Uh, obviously, they'll have a chance to you know play them later and maybe get that to where it's, not a situation for them anymore and they're you know tied with Kansas City or maybe just you know a half game back but I think really what you're seeing is you have all these teams in the division that went out and tried to impress sorry tried to improve this offseason to be able to compete with Kansas City the Chargers are already having uh, injury issues and they've had injury issues for years but it continues to be something that they're dealing with and it's going to it could cost them many more games uh, you look at what Denver's what's going on in Denver with Russell Wilson, and he does not look like the Russell Wilson that was playing in the NFL a couple seasons ago. So that doesn't look like that's going to be a great fit. And they just paid him a ton of money, so they're kind of stuck with him for a while. And then you look at the Raiders, and at this point, they're one and four. I'm not going to say that they're out of it completely, but they definitely have a long road to go. And Devontae Adams showed last night that he can be a difference maker on that team. The problem is, is you know, they lost Aaron Waller last night. Hunter Renfro basically went uh, and didn't do much last night in that game. And without any other pieces to surround Adams with, they're going to struggle on offense. And their defense, while they can play well at times, they're still trying to find themselves at this point. Patrick Mahomes seems to be the big difference maker, though, because he has such a great record against the rest of the division. Not only that, but the NFL as a whole, but – that division, he only has a few losses in the time he's been a starter. Yeah, I think he's 25-3, and three, I think, is what the record is right now in the division. Uh, and obviously, I think that record speaks for himself. And he just seems to get it done, no matter who he's playing against. He seems to be able to find a way to put them in the right situation to win the game at the end. And I think that what you also see is that you do not want to piss him off because I really do believe he got pissed off last night. I didn't see what was going on between him and Crosby last night, but it looked like Crosby kind of headbutted him at one point during the game. At least that was what they showed post-game a little bit. And Mahomes was seen on the sideline talking, jawing with some, I would imagine, Raiders player uh, from the sideline. And I think that, you know, he shows that you don't want to piss him off and he'll come out and he'll do things that you just can't defend. I mean, he's putting balls in places that he hasn't in the past because he hasn't had to because usually Andy Reid's schemes are so good to get people open. Uh, and, now in, and now he's getting to a point where he's putting 
balls in tighter windows. And if that continues, it's going to be very difficult for this league to defend this Chiefs offense. How about the effect that Kelsey had on the game also? 25 yards receiving overall, but four touchdowns on those 25 yards. <laughs> yeah, seven catches for 25 yards seems like a very pedestrian stat line until you take into account that most of those were one or two yard TD receptions. Um, so Kelsey is just a phenomenal player, and you look at what he's able to do and what he's able to bring to this offense. And he really is a difference maker. They they obviously put him in the right situations. They get him uh, in one-on-one situations, and he does well against zone. He knows where to sit down and, and get open. And he's always one of those guys where if Patrick gets in trouble because of the pass rush, Kelsey is finding a way to try to get open and give him an opportunity to get him the ball. Well, Chris, we really appreciate you joining us. Talk a little Chiefs with us. It's uh, so far so good for the Chiefs sitting at 4-1, and one, but there's a lot of season left. But we appreciate you hopping on with us and talking about it. I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road. Sounds good, guys. I really appreciate it, and I'm really looking forward to this Bills game. 